Hello, I'm Rabbi Iggy, and welcome to Tattoos and Torah. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Tattoos and Torah. Thank you for joining us. We have a very special guest today. I'm very excited. Uh, we have Michael C. Fox with us today, uh, who... Uh, is uh, an actor, musician, uh, very talented actor, musician. Um, you may or may not remember him from a small series, not so important, uh, not really even known, called Downton Abbey. Um, he plays Andy there. Um, uh, and he's a dear friend. And I'm so happy to see him and having oh. on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's lovely to see your face. <laughs> and yours too, absolutely. This is really uh, one of the great wonders of technology that they can still bring people together. So yeah, absolutely. Least, yeah, you're not so far that. away. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so uh, the first thing I, I kind of want to talk about, because right, Tattoos and Torah is many times about things that sort of don't seemingly go with each other, or, or at least things that sort of that are different parts of the same person. Right. So um, you are what I would call a high creative. Right. So there's so many avenues that uh, you express yourself. Um, right. A high right? creative. What, yeah. I've never heard that before. I made it up. Oh, did, <laughs> did you? Well, I shall use no, it. Right, right, no, wonder. <laughs> right, no wonder. No wonder. Yeah. No, but because you, you know what I mean? They are people who have, um, and this is not a judgment, but like what I would call low creators, right? So people who have like a hobby, who have some kind of creativity that, sort of, that flows them, that they want to express themselves. Then as it goes up, right? So like people who really need that creativity as a way to self-express. Otherwise, something is not working for them, right? Yeah. And it's many people like you who are really talented in multiple avenues, which is quite infuriating, and usually I want to toss them off the bus, but but, <laughs> but it's a general rule, right? Sort of like somebody who is, uh, and I'm not trying to sort of blow smoke up, but sort of like right, somebody who has who is as talented with with instrument, with singing, with acting, and and not only is is that talented, but um, finds it a way to express themselves, which is really really important. Well, wow, that's very kind, man. Thank you. Oh. That's uh, it's yeah. I mean um need i think is the right word like i it is like a compulsion to do it um right but i think i was thinking about it earlier before we came on thinking well, what do i so what's my kind of like how do i approach like cre being creative and it is that feeling of like well if i'm not doing that i find it quite hard to articulate what is which we shall discover over this um episode right. is that i i find it difficult to put into words like the thoughts that I'm sort of having and and expressing what I'm feeling at a certain point so like a song or when a, when a piece of theatre is really working and I feel really connected to it or you know a, a scene in the film or it just it makes me feel like I'm more in my like I'm in my body rather than in my head you know um, because I was just sort of able to communicate something a bit clearer as I have done with this sentence which is you know it's just that I feel like I've just got lots of different thoughts flying around in my brain as everyone does and it feels such a it's such a cathartic thing to be able to just like spill it out into a song um, and be right. surprised by what it sounds like and go oh no that's yeah that that makes sense of what I'm kind of feeling at the moment or yeah and 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 I love that because I think that's 
because what it requires is also a sense of discovery, right? It requires yeah. a sense of how, right? Words are very specific. So, but, but music and, and acting and, and a lot of other sort of like uh, elements of it are, are more intuitive, right? They're more emotional. And, yeah. and many people get surprised by their emotions, right? And in fact, part of, part of the clientele that we sort of people who listen might be when recovery, right? Yeah. Many times it's very difficult to deal with one's emotion. Mm. So well, you're surprised with them constantly. They're, they're, too, they're bigger than, they're, they're, you know, they're deeper and more vast than we can kind of comprehend and put into words, I think. And if I say one word, it's the wrong word. And, and we, when I remember there's an amazing teacher I had at Central, my drama school I went to, and she would approach a scene through atmospheres because it was more interesting than approaching it through like intellect and you know what's okay what's the what do like scholars say about hamlet what's not interesting it's like well what is the atmosphere of the scene like what is it and and no one in the round the circle creating this atmosphere could articulate it but we could all communicate on that level because it was something less about words it was more to do with a feeling and with your body and and I really feel like it is a physical, you have a physical response to, yeah, to an atmosphere in a room, but also to a piece of music where you can feel in the, th- in, in, when, a, when a speech is working in the theatre, because everybody's bodies are reacting to it as a collective, aren't they? So it's like, I'm really interested in that stuff much more than um, describing something too much because um i hear the same words coming out of my mouth the whole time and i'm a bit bored of them you know so you it is we used to talk about being ambushed by emotions because as an actor you're the moment when you're kind of uh, you have a truthful emo, uh, emotion coming through but you're keeping it at bay that's where it feels like you're really being human on stage and being truthful if you're seeking out emotion you're being indulgent so it's it's how do you get yourself imaginatively into a place where an emotion might ambush you and then you just have to grapple with it because that's what we're doing, aren't we, in life? It's like we, we're ambushed by emotions and then we're just trying to temper them or to manage them or to articulate, I don't know, yeah, to articulate them. That was very well articulated. <laughs> I was like, wow, I actually learned something new. About- <laughs> I, 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 I love this. I think that... Well, I love... We'll go to that, but I love the sort of like... Right in, sort of chasing the emotion is indulgent i i could not agree more but but i but i what is interesting what you said is is that then you or right so like people like you who are right who are acting and, and performing and your your emotion producing right sort of your your your, your and it's and it's funny because if i just took it out of context um it sounds like a lot like a meditation Mm. Right, observing your emotion, allowing it, right, connecting to the humanity of it, right, feeling it in your body, mm. right. It sounds very much like uh, like a meditation, uh, or, or like what athletes would describe as the zone, right. So in that sense, it's a very similar thing. What you're describing, absolutely, because what is it to be in the zone as an athlete is to be completely in the present and instinctive, and to be completely out of your repeating thoughts whether they're you know negative or not but to be away from your brain for a bit to be in your body and um you know an amazing athlete doesn't have a t- time to think about it 
Um, and that's that's what we, I think that's what everyone is kind of striving at, t- at times when you feel most instinctive and most like present. That's when you feel that's when I feel happiest. Um, and you go, you know, if you're standing on stage and you're in the zone, um, you think, where did that come from? Like, how did I who was that person that rode right. that wave of that, that where the scene just took off and it flew like? Where did that, you know, and, and right. if you strive for that again, you won't get it. So right, because you can't, right, can't repeat that. Yeah. So what did you do to get it? Well, well, you had to be prepared, of course. You have to have the conversations in the rehearsal room so that in the moment where you might be in the zone, you can kind of both fly with the scene. Like, and that that is a meditation because, well, I, 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 haven't, I haven't done a lot of, I, I suppose I do a lot of things that, would would be parallel to meditation um rather than the more traditional sense i suppose but the effect is still the same like fully in the present calming thoughts um and moving out of the way of your own Mm. like instincts um yeah muddled thoughts is is like (laughs) something i'm trying to like constantly balance you know we all we all do that right we all have yeah. these ruminations in our head at the yeah. end of a, a really good performance are you reju- are you rejuvenated or are you drained no rejuvenated, rejuvenated. Like, I, yeah completely i feel like really part of a bigger thing you know i feel connected yeah. to people i mean that that's the right that's the it's funny because that's the key to everything right and part of what we're constantly talking about is right that the in recovery, the opposite of addiction is is connection, right. right? The opposite of addiction is not sobriety or recovery. The opposite is connection, right? And 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 I think about that all the time of all the people, and also the people like luckily you can act, but like right, all the people who can't act, right? Sorry, there are there are people there. Some of them are rather well known, um, <laughs> but but what they really when they say I really want to be an actor, what they really are seeking is that feeling of connection, part of the cast, mm-hmm. part of the production, part of the right. So like what they really are chasing is not the acting. What they're chasing is that feeling of connection mm. and the blues that comes when that's over. Yeah. Right. And then try and find more. Right. So like, and, and that's, it doesn't matter what production it is. They just want to feel part of something. Yeah. Because if it isn't that, you know, if you're approaching acting f- for something other than that, I would say that you you might be in it for the wrong reasons. Like right. any actor that I have loved working with, who or who I admire, comes from the school of like it is about that collective. You're not the the most important person in the scene is the other person, and it's the reason we read books or we listen to music. It's like because we want to find ourselves in that piece of art. Like like we want to feel like. Uh, I'm saying it as a, I mean, I want to feel like I re- it resonates with me and I am, then I create this connection with the person writing. So I feel like I'm more part of the collective whole, I think, if that makes sense. Like, it makes perfect sense. And, and, and that sentence you just said actually really hit me. The most important person in the scene is the other person. Yeah. Like, I, right, how I, how I wish we could treat life like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, and but why would you? So to go down the the acting route, then it's like, well, why would you close off from the other person in the scene? Fear, oh, ego, right? Ego, but like fear of not being in control. 
fear of the scene going in like a different way to where you want it to. Right. Because I've decided that I want this scene to go in this way, because if I don't make it go this way, then what, will I look stupid? You know, like, what is that fear? Like, and why do people close off, you know? And then you go, well, it's much, much easier to hold on to things that I'm, I know I can control in this scene, can control. And yet we can't, right? That's the irony. Yeah. And you think you can control, but you can't. Yeah. And you probably will end up looking more stupid. (laughs) The best, the best, uh, the best actors and probably, yeah, the best people endeavor to let, leave themselves open enough to be surprised and to take on somebody else's experience and to adapt to it. Um, you know, they're the actors I love, you know, you see like Mark Rylance on screen and what you're, what you're watching on stage and what you're watching is just him listening. And it's, it's fascinating. Mm. Like, yeah, I could watch him all day just listening. It's funny. I, I was just talking yesterday that in a different space where I said, I was quoting Larry King, right? Who unfortunately passed away this week, yeah, right? Yeah. Who, who very famously said, I learned nothing by talking. I've never learned anything new by talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's true. It's like, that's partly what I said about being bored by my own voice. Like I would much rather listen to someone else and try and glean something. Um, but you're right. It's about connection. If you feel, and it's actually, I was reading a book at the moment about, you know, things that help with having an in-depth conversation with a friend. And it's like in this, in this time that we're in now, apart from a few texts here and there, I really miss having a pint with someone and just like getting a bit stuck into a conversation that's deeper than what are you up to? How's it going? Yeah, I'm just ticking along. Yeah, you're right. Okay. And you just move on. You know, it's, we need it, don't we? We're, we're a collective like being. Um, yeah. And we thrive in that collective and yeah. that's the only way we thrive in that collective, yeah. which is why this thing, this, right, this virus is so, I mean, it's not just deadly, of course, as, as physically, but why it's so deadly artistically and emotionally and spiritually, right? The people feel so lonely and closed off and disconnected right i mean luckily we have zoom and stuff like this but but in general it's um and what i find amazing and and you know and and uh especially i I saw that sort of the beginning of the pandemic right sort of that what did we do right where did we go we went to our screens right and who do we depend on we depend on people like you for entertainment right yeah i mean this is a big argument that was happening in this country with the uh, rishi come forward and saying and conservative government saying you know maybe people in our profession should retrain you go no 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 we need like right because what did you do right (laughs) right you went to netflix right yeah like you want to see the new series of everything Oh, very, you know, I want a new series of Downton Abbey. Although, right, sort of, right, that's like we yeah, said, right. There's, there's, a, there's another movie coming. I don't know people who are listening, but in case that I'm not telling anything, I shouldn't be telling. But there yeah. is another movie coming. <laughs> it's in, it's in, the, it's in the works. Yeah, I mean, once this madness is all subsided, then it will be hopefully back to back to normal. But yeah, it's been talked about. It's in, it's in the works. Last time for the first film, I said this before Julian 
fellows had mentioned it to anyone. So, then, <laughs> so, like, so you check this time, making sure the jury's not going to be like, <laughs> yeah, I had to double check that he had said it. He said it publicly that there is a second right. one. So it's okay. I'm allowed to say it. But yeah. are you excited? Yeah, really excited. Yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, it'd be great. I mean, uh, um, the, the thing that I am most excited about is, so I was doing, I was doing a Bruce Norris play before, like literally, like we were just about to open and it was the last week right. and then everything started to close down for lockdown and it was Clybourne Park and it was, um, it was amazing and it was going to be really special and I'm really excited about picking that up again right. when the time comes because I think it had a, you know, had, it's a great play and um, I feel like we were doing it justice. So hopefully the park theatre, it's a smaller theatre in London, but it does really well because the people in the local area really love it and they really support it. So hopefully the park will be open again soon and we can do that. So that'll be fun. See some yeah. people. <laughs> Did you, what were the biggest, I guess, lessons or did you take anything big from, from all this town at, uh, at Downton Abbey? Um, well, it was like a second drama school for me right. because, you know, Jim Carter and like, Penelope Wilton. And right. I mean, like really acting with a lot of sort of the British, I mean, not just yeah. British, but like really a lot of the sort of the unbelievable greats yeah. of, of, of acting. Yeah. Like really, like it's really, it's an amazing, amazing opportunity for that. Um, and I got like work with Michael Engler, brilliant director. And I feel like it's hard for me to like comprehend it in terms of what I would learn, but just like just being around people like that. And you just naturally develop a way of working. That is the blueprint that they work to. I mean, that's pretty good, isn't it? Right. I just, it's lucky. Um, and we love it. And it's, it's really good fun. And, um, and also, you know, it's a chance to go away. Like we were in New York and LA when they mm-hmm. released the film and you just think, well, I'm the worst at not, t- um, you know, at stepping, I'm the worst at stepping back and taking it in and going, okay. Because I, it's probably that high creative thing that also leads to me going, it's not like I want to do right, more. You want to next, more. yeah. On to the next, like let's, you know, and, and uh, I think like, it, this time has definitely made me kind of look back and go, oh, that was, you know, just the chance to do that is, is pretty <laughs> magic. Yeah. And yeah, really, really lucky, really fortunate. Yeah. Do you take something from the characters back with you? Not physically. I mean, I'm, although I'm sure some <laughs> physically stuff as well, but like, like, right. So like, is there, is there some, is there some Andy in you? Um, I suppose there is. Um, he, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say that I'm not, I'm not, there are definitely characters that I like, I feel like I'm mm-hmm. more transforming doing than Andy because he's naive and like op- open, fresh faced. And, and I felt like that was my character going in. That was me going mm. into Downton. Like I was nervous and naive and fresh faced <laughs> trying to learn how to fit into this hierarchy um on the set and that's the same as the hierarchy downstairs you know mm. with the servants and stuff so right. i i yeah i mean 
I think I hope that I'm a little bit more um, um, switched onto the conversation than he is. Like he normally spends like the first part of the scene going, "What was what's going on again?" <laughs> <laughs> Did someone say something about um, you know? He has to catch up, right? Quite a bit, <laughs> which maybe that's true. You can probably tell me more than that. I don't, uh, you know, I don't know. Huh? <laughs> Do a bit of catching up in real life, but uh, yeah. Um, Although, right, I, I, I wish more people were like that. We're sort of like not coming in and starting talking, but it's like more people like, just what's going on? Just let me observe for a second, right? So yeah. Maybe Which not do... quite as... Uh, <laughs> yeah, on uh, the front foot. I mean, yeah. yeah I, I, it's such a, like, that is pet peeve for me. I like anyone who's holding court for too long. I'm just like, come on now. Hmm. Settle down. Um, I don't feel like I ever ever want to do that you know i want to say my bit as quickly as possible and i'll just sit <laughs> sit back which i was slightly nervous about this conversation today because I, like, I don't know if i can sit, like i don't have enough things to talk about for an hour but here but we clearly are. you do <laughs> no but you know it's it's funny right because uh you like so many other people right and and indeed like like so many creatives which with within my field, of course, there's so many, right? Addiction and uh, yeah. right, alcohol and, and drugs sort of is so much part of sort of like right celebrity culture and actors and musicians and stuff and 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 all that. But like, because I think in that sense, what you're describing is something that I hear a lot, which is, um, it's sort of a little bit like what I sort of uh, I, I think about it sometimes, sort of the the eclipse syndrome. I want you to talk about me. I want you to see me. You think, but don't look at me directly. <laughs> right? So like, don't, right? Don't, because in that sense, yes, right here, I want to perform. I want to move people. We're talking about emotions. We're talking about music, right? The music to create, um, which is really unbelievable, right? And, and, and yet, right? So like, uh, left to your own devices, he, I'm going to perform. I'm going to spend the five, 10 minutes for views of like, saying nice things about me which i won't believe and i don't want to hear but like i'll be there because i don't want to offend you and then i want to go yeah right and that that's is so uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right but that's the thing right it's sort of look at me don't look at me touch me don't touch me right so like it's yeah. it, there's this pull um and i think because of that pull so many people who are uh in this world, in this industry, fall to drugs and alcohol, whatever, right? So, like, it solves a problem, right? It's that drink mm. kind of makes the, the quote-unquote, uh, adoration bearable or believing in myself or not having imposter syndrome or not focusing on, like, well, I said that word wrongly. That's complete shit. Let's, you know, let's yeah. cut. Yeah, right? I mean, everything you're saying, I feel like, is, you know, completely like resonates absolutely i mean the thing is i suppose if you have a pain you know if you're a painter the the, the piece of art you're making and with music the, the piece of art you're making is separate mm -hmm. from you in so far as you could stand back and have a look at it and you can almost then retreat right with acting it's difficult because the expectation from the audience like the the, the line is blurred there right because it's your 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 canvas is your your physical being so it's, right. you can't just stand back and go well no no that was that person and i mean yeah i mean the expectation as well socially um from it to, i feel really confident and strong inside a character inside a play but if you if we went to i mean we've we've gone to right. events and i would happily 
and quickly retreat to the nearest <laughs> corner with an old fashioned which we have me. which when we, we have do. so when you're and you like to do that as well so we just do that but there is a pressure there's this other pressure which is like working like the the you know working the room, yeah. and that to me is like I just that's not um, I'm not in it for that and if that's what that and that's that's what you need right and I and I feel like correct me if I'm wrong but I felt it more in America yeah like absolutely the need to be I think we've talked about this before actually the need to be on the front foot with who you are like set set like what what do you bring to the table and it's because there are so many people concentrated in one area wanting the same goal right but that that feeling is like I'd rather just go well just just test me out and I'll show you through the thing I'm good at expressing but I don't want to talk about right to you why I'm right good. it just feels completely counterintuitive well so, we're very I think artists artists are very bad at promoting themselves yeah and I think one of the things that sort of that I I really wish we would do better in the western world I mean in the world in general is acknowledging that and making it right the responsibility of society to then promote the artists that we like because they're not so bad at it right <laughs> i mean that's what agents are for but 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 in sure. that sense right sort of um we've so very talk about the fact that sort of that for a lot of people who do put out creative material um it's very difficult to also talk about it mm-hmm. and also promote themselves right because yeah. of that self uh, criticism mechanism to constantly go back to to the self, right? That sort of that mm. I I can't full honestly in full honesty promote this not because it I don't think it's beautiful, but because I will find a thousand things that are at fault. And if I try and say that it's not at fault, I'm inauthentic. And if I'm inauthentic, you'll feel it, and then nothing's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the very thing that's making it better as a piece of work is that self right that self criticism early on. I think it's really important to have that to make it the best it can be. But then how do you go? No, now you're, you've done your job now. Self-doubt. Thank you very much. Please leave me be because <laughs> it will never be good enough. It will never feel like I'll never leave. Yeah. yeah. Get back in your box, please. Um, but at the early stages, it's the reason why, you know, you, you, right. you filter through the good stuff and the bad stuff, whatever that is. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then it's funny having this conversation because it is it, it, what you're saying is right that so post so what the, the difficult balance with doing a play say is that the the, the feeling of like um, restorative thing rejuvenation after a play the high of that you need to temper with having a, having a drink after after the play to bring you down a bit. Otherwise, you won't sleep. So you can't sustain right. that. I can't right. sustain that. Right. And, and so, then that's how we get into a problem, right? It yeah, become, yeah. becomes what we call the lifestyle. Yeah. Which, and also, like, I had to say, like, you know, in all honesty, like, there was part of that, the Oliver Reed's Peter O'Toole's of the world, that I, like, oh, their, their interviews and stuff I watch on YouTube because I feel it's, it's, it's romanticized this kind of, well, you know, he's a sort of, unbelievable actor but what came with it is a rock and roll keith richards lifestyle that feels like well and that makes them kind of they're fine they found something that's kind of no one else is thinking like them or they're onto some other 
plane of creativity mm-hmm. or something. But it's, I mean, it's not like, and it's not sustainable. And the thing that you that serves you is going deeper into the creativity and yeah, connection with people. And I don't know. It, it's funny. It's funny you, you saying about that though, because that does resonate with me. Like, it's definitely something that I am thinking about and negotiating all the time with every right. new job. Right. Cause, cause, cause part, you know, part of the, and what people don't realize, of course, because people just, we have this celebrity culture, right? They think, right. Oh, those are the pure tools or whatever things in the world. And, and, uh, they think, Oh, they, they, right. They, they must be beyond happy, right. They have everything, right. They have fame, they have fortune, they have right drinks with their friends and right. They go to sleep when they want to, they wake up when they want to. Right. So like, and this sort of like, right. So like this, uh, uh, um, you know, it's kind of swashbuckling, sort of, you know, yeah, cigarette yeah, yeah, yeah. hand, drinking the other, be like, ah, let's just talk about the art, right? But but what people don't realize is that so many of them are completely miserable and hate their lives and hate what they're doing because they can't break that cycle, right? Mm. Because at some point, the connection even becomes, becomes muddled, mm. right? Mm. Because either yeah. they didn't make enough good friends truly or you just can't tell the difference anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's really it's it's really sad and you see like we see a lot it's definitely part of the lifestyle of the thing you know it's it's and everything you know conversations around a party with someone are more likely to move you on for better or worse than um than a kind of sitting down in an interview right in a kind of traditional meet (laughs) sense you know it's like the the way the industry works because the industry is is based on yeah, it's 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 the it's the bar after the play, and it's the it's the chat with a music producer at a gig. Like it's, but I don't know. Um, it, it's a really it's a really interesting trade off. And then what you have also, and I think this is a, is a growing thing now with with actors, um, with male actors, is the the pressures that female actors have felt consistently through the industry um, of um, physical appearance and weight and outside influence of how you are supposed to look that is growing and growing with with male actors now it's like and I don't think it's anywhere near I should say what it's like for women in the industry because it's mad but that so you have this like do what you like go for it be a swashbuckling you know yeah. Create it like go like live your best life rubbish versus also look fresh faced and juice right. a lot and right. be <laughs> like right. Have, like, right have abs be tall dress yeah. nicely you know no bags Guinness, yeah drinking Guinness doesn't get you abs Iggy I can tell you no it doesn't get you abs. no people they end up turning more looking like me than they look like you <laughs> I drink plenty of Guinness that's the thing I think love Guinness. <laughs> um well goodness is great <laughs> but i want to go back to to what we talked a little bit before so right so do you have a tool do you have a technique do you have the conversation you have how do you tell that voice in your head it's like okay you've done your job go back in the box like what 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 do you do to um to to, to, to get a piece of work out yeah but also to keep at bay the the oh this is crap i hate this you're not good enough right this is not good enough right um, and be able um, to 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 not feel completely 
I guess, demoralized. And, and the reason I'm asking is because for a lot of people, whether they're musicians or not, that voice is at the crux of of the addiction or the crux of the pain, right? Is that sort of negative voice that says you don't matter, something's wrong with you, who wants to hear that? Nobody's done it, you know, like that voice is very predominant for a lot of people. Well, I think, so my approach to it isn't to do necessarily with um, people hearing it. So right. I... If it is true to me, the checklist that to keep that person at bay is if it is true to me that I want to express, like if I think that it has truth and value to it, I don't particularly mind what people think about it. There are things I put out that I don't think are true to what, I would like to do and I really care like what people think because it doesn't feel, I feel like I'm being pulled in a different direction that or exposed in a way that I didn't particularly want to be so but for me the thing that keeps it at peace is more to do with in this immediate sense do I feel instinctively this is the thing you know instinct getting out of your head do I feel like it's a truthful expression of me if it is then it has value whether anyone else thinks it it has value and it's worth saying and it's worth being in the world. It's worth expressing. If it's not truthful to you and it's to deliver some other thing, whether it's get famous or to be admired or to like, if it's some other thing other than being completely truthful to your experience, then, then I think it is worth questioning it. But if it's, if it ticks that box for me, then it has value in the world for people to hear it, whether they like it, whether they want to listen to your song a hundred times, but if they listen to it once and, it, and it's truthful to you, then it's worth it. It's worth, it has value. It might not have monetary value. Right. <laughs> God knows I know that. Right. Like, the music doesn't provide me with that, but that's how, I think that's how I try to, because I feel like if after doing like a like exercise or a bit of yoga, or you feel like your mind and body are connected you're in that body at that moment in that you're you're in this one place in London at this very exact time and that's what matters if you expressed a piece of music and it was truthful to that one moment in time then it has artistic value um so I try not to think too much about the audience and that might sound maybe that sounds more indul more self-indulgent but I think actually it sets you free a bit of it right? because you can never, you never know what the audience wants. An audience doesn't necessarily know what it wants right. until it's shown. Right. Like that's why I find like the, to jump onto another thing, that's why they find the algorithms on Netflix ridiculous right. because an audience doesn't know what it wants next because until it's, it's like, easy. That's right. Like, yeah. And then, and okay, so Fleabag comes along and nobody really knew they wanted that. But now everyone goes, well, we must make the new Fleabag. So right. no, the reason Fleabag was incredible was because, Phoebe Waller-Bridge made something that was truthful and, and authentic to her at that point, at that moment, at that time. Right. And, and, and people saw how incredibly valuable it was. Right. But it's interesting, right? Because with that, right, there's also, right, sort of, there's like three dozen other, right, sort of like Phoebes who have done something yeah. and people are like, I don't like yeah. that. <laughs> right? right? And, and in that sense... <clears throat> And that person also has to be able to tell themselves it's okay. Yeah. 
right? It's it's great when it works. When people are like, oh, you didn't think you know what that, you know. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, but it's like, well, how do you? Well, okay, so this is another sort of constant negotiation is taking value from your career right. by someone else giving you opportunities or because you're in this TV show or you're in this film, like, does that make you more artistically valuable? I would say no. Like, I don't want to take, although I am striving for more success in this industry, I'm not, I'm trying not to take as much personal validation from it because if it doesn't work, like, what do you do? So what do you, what you need to seek out, I think is, is validate like self um, just trying to be as honest communicating from you to the work as possible. Right. And, and then it doesn't matter to be honest. Like, yeah, I, I know, I know, I mean, I know so many amazingly talented actors who are my age, who just, it's not the right job hasn't clicked and it will do, I'm sure in the future, but it's like, that doesn't mean that there's any less, they should take any less valid like validation for themselves as an actor. Like it's just, the industry is just ridiculous. It's a ridiculous industry we're in. And it's, it is and it isn't, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's also the best. It's also a dream. Right. But it's, it's, I think you, I think one serves themselves better to what are the things that I can really put my hands on and, and have ownership over well it's being honest and having integrity to the piece of work you're making and then if people like it great if they don't then maybe your hair was too curly or you were too cool <laughs> and i can't do anything about that so like you may as well just like you know right. i don't know i, I always love like, philip seymour hoffman talks about like going in for auditions he says someone's paid for the room so i'm not there to get the job like i'm there to someone's paid for the room so i'm just gonna act in it like right. because it's an opportunity to act and I like that. It's reducing it to. Yeah. And it comes back to what we were saying at the beginning, right? So that if you really look at it from a way of expressing yourself, then you've never lost anything. Yeah, of course. Like, and also, okay. So if you t- like the script, um, if there's another, I mean, you know, hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of people who are incredibly talented writers, but it doesn't quite click. Well, it's, there will be, there'll be the next kind of project that right. um, does click and you think, Oh, I don't even, I didn't stand by that at all. But for some reason it clicks. I don't know. It's like, it's just mad, right. isn't it? The songs that I've ended up using that there's other songs that I connect with much more, but they don't seem to click for other people. Or I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, it's uh, part of the thing I do to deal with um, self doubt is like, just write another song. Mm. <laughs> Well, I think, yeah, I mean, that's a great lesson for people, right? If they're self-doubt, do one more thing, right? Yeah. That, that's a way to to really deal with, with life's anxieties in general, right? Because that's what yeah. it is, right? Yeah, um, and because if it's, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be um, final, does it? No. It's not, this is my great work. Right. It, and, for and me, right. like, it's being, it's a constant Hopefully you look back after a few years and go, God, oh, that was a <laughs> nice tapestry of work, whatever you call it. I don't know. But. Well, that's the thing. You know, I think that the part of is, is what we're talking about is that, that 
what I think sometimes, and it's very common with sort of people I work with who are, who are musicians or actors, is yeah. that they focus on this one thing. They're very, very myopic. When, right, when part of the work is like, okay, I want you to step back, right? This is not yeah. this, right? This, this is a song within a collection of songs. This is a piece of work within a lot of, right? So like, it's not, I mean, I know they say in Hollywood, right, you're only as good as your last part, but that is such a toxic way of looking at it, right? You have to look at some of the, the, the patterns of your life. Yeah. It's a lot more important or, or at least a lot more rejuvenating, right? It's a lot more, it's a lot more, um, self-validating yeah well, you don't know where the next like surprise it goes right. back to what we we're saying about being ambushed um, right. am, ambushed by ambushed. It. Weird ambushed. <laughs> ambushed um it's like you don't know where the next experience or things right. gonna take you do you and like, i've done plays at the small theater in elephant and castle in london southwark playhouse really does great work but they've been the most creatively um nourishing that and 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 I didn't even know that they would be like I was like okay yeah I'll do, I'll do this play it seems really cool but they've actually been the, the chaps points of my career I go I want to get that again I want right. to get what that feeling was like and I didn't know that was gonna right. happen and I think it's the danger of this career and and generally is we have this we are so aware of what success looks like um and uh, they're so unhealthy that, for sure like it, what is that i don't know I, I just, and and really what success feels like to me is making something connecting with someone else right. and making something that is hopefully um right and, right and i think that i think that's um that's where a lot of people get it wrong. I think they're, they're asking themselves what success feels like rather than asking what does connection feels like? What does contentment yeah. feels like? What yeah. does what, what does self-validation feels like? That's the right question, right? Sort of, right? The, the success, oh, first of all, of course, it means different things, different people. But, but even if we identify success as like, right, having the recognition, the fame, the money, whatever it is, um, Again, most people who I know, right, who who have success, right, people we both know, people who are, yeah. who are our friends, right, sort of like they don't, they don't, right, success, like happiness is not a room. You don't, you don't, it's not an asset, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? You know, like, oh, I have success, right? Success yeah. is a feeling it, and it passes away. And yeah. then people are seeking more, right? And if they're, if they're doing it right, they're seeking more connections, more opportunities to do that rather than. Um, more success and it is those people who who chase success who are the least uh both present in their work i think and also the least uh content in their lives yeah i, I think like if you're chasing that it's this old adage isn't it you'll just never be you'll never have enough right if you chase that yeah no i, I constantly say that right the, the most toxic sentence in the english language is i'll be happy when yeah 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 and and I'm saying all of this, I'm saying all of this to you. I I am constantly falling into all of those traps. You know, it's like I'm saying this in a way. It's like I'm endeavouring to try and not to do it, but mm -hmm. it it is it's so hard not to fall into that. Like I wake up in a perfectly good mood. I try and not 
be on Instagram as much, but wake up in a perfectly good mood and it'll take one thing or just be like, oh, it's my day. Right. I'm out. You know, it's like, well, and people probably you know, done the same looking at what I was doing when we were in LA, but I know the feeling of what I was thinking in LA was, oh God, I need to try and work out how to uh, talk a bit better about my industry. Like, <laughs> like, you know, you don't know what is the, just the biggest danger. Yeah. I'll be happy when I get that part or right. if I'd have just got that, then everything would have fallen into place. It's really, 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 really hard. And it feels like it's harder now to, than ever because you're so aware of your shortfalls like or like right. <laughs> it is oh no yeah i'm not doing that so, so it's yeah it's this constant yeah yeah but but that, i think right that's where we have to go back to the to the self-validation right so like right we we the industry right the world wants right especially now where they're all stick stuck to our to our instagrams and to our screens so like People want for thing because they think that will drive your people to do more, but it, in fact, it just disvalidates. And it's true for actors; it's true for regular people. Yeah, right. They yeah, look yeah. at the Instagram and like, oh, why are this person traveling? Or how, right, for me, the new one is like uh, the person who, excuse me, who got the vaccine, right? Yeah. And you're like, why are they gonna like? And it's sort of like, and part of me is like, I want to say, people stop posting getting the vaccine. It just makes other people feel worse. I mean, I know you yeah. want to. But like it, why? Right? It's yeah. this new status symbol that I'm like, this is so hor- horrific. Yeah. Right. Well, it's just a cycle, though, isn't it? Because you, it do, it releases like endorphins in your brain to go, oh yeah, you know, put that out there and got a couple of likes right. and uh, you know things, and we're just all part of that same ridiculous idea that it exists as a real thing. It's like it's just not the same, is it? And and yeah, I mean, we have it here, like. Uh, I remember early on things going up in the news about people going down to the coast and breaking like COVID rules and stuff like that. And it works the other way of kind of, it's so easy to paint a picture of the other people, the other group of people that are getting it wrong. Aren't people stupid? And they're just like, you know, and it's because it, because from the outside looking in that bit of news, it, it's exactly this. For me, it's the same relationship as looking on someone's page on Instagram because it's that's a negative. But you know, looking at someone else's positive and going, "Why haven't I got that?" It's like a, a tiny tip of the iceberg of their life. But that's, that's the thing we all buy into. Like, of course, we know it's not really right. what's really happening for that person at that time. They're, they're coming with a whole group of other thoughts or anxieties or worries right. or. Da-da-da. But we don't we don't approach how we look at other people's lives with the same um, scrutiny that we pull apart our own, do we? It's like yeah, I, I mean, it's all like right, also part of celebritism, right? You, you see somebody, right? You see somebody on your screen every every week, whatever. You think you know them, right? Or you read some yeah. a piece of news about them from some rag, and you think like, oh, that's a, that, and you think you know them, right? You make an opinion, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. And how many? I mean, yeah, and then. Right. You spend five minutes and you go, no, well, of course it's not that. that <laughs> right, you meet the person and you're like, oh, you're not at all what I think you were. Could be. <laughs> and that's happened to me so many times. Right? I'm not, yeah. right? I'm only in the periphery of industry because of my friends. But like, but like so many times I've met people that I really thought because, and I'm like, oh, you're nothing like I thought you'd be. Sometimes for yeah. better, sometimes for worse, but you know. Yeah, but we, we just assume that the people we see on our phone aren't multifaceted. Right. And, like, and we, 
Like you would never judge someone that quick. I hope in real life, uh, yeah, some well. some mate, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But oh, it's really bizarre. I just basically, I've decided to take a break from all of that because it just doesn't serve you. I don't think. Yeah, but, like even saying you serve it doesn't serve it doesn't serve me. Yeah. It's it's funny because uh, uh, so for one. <sighs> for a reason that actually has to do with celebrityism as well. My personal Instagram uh, got deleted by Instagram. Oh, really? Yep. What? The, the, my personal one, not, not the, not your rabbi, the personal. Right, 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 right. right. Got deleted. Poof. Like that. No explanation, nothing. Try nothing. Just whatever. I mean, I know what it, I know what it is, you know, whatever. I I can tell you later, but, um, (laughs) um, and for the first, I don't know, 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, ugh, right. So like, right. We're like had thousands of followers. It was a thing, right. So sort of like, you know, the regular sort of like Instagram sort of thing, what I'm going to do now. I am not lying, telling you that I have not really missed that thing a day yeah. since it happened, which is a couple, which is a couple months now. Mm, mm, mm. My yeah. life perhaps is even better <laughs> that it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, like because also I think it gives you this idea that you have contacted people. Yeah, I know what's going on in my mate. You know, my friends just had a baby. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. He's getting. He seems like he's getting on all right. Yeah, I haven't spoken to him. Right. I haven't rung him up and said, "Hey, how are you getting on (laughs) with your baby?" And we're like, "Ugh, I can't even tell you." Yeah, yeah. You know, but like. It just it gives you this false sense that you've connected with someone yeah. and you haven't. And I don't doubt it. I mean, I the only reason I keep mine going is because I feel like there's this weird part of the industry that you know, Absolutely. have followers. Right. I mean, that's why I have the other one, which is, which is the professional yeah. one, which is not your rabbi. And I'm okay with that. But like the other one? Yeah. yeah. I mean, every once in a while, there'll be a pang and I'll be like, oh, I wonder that. But like, but as general rule. And it's taught me real lesson because I really thought that was, um, I really thought I enjoyed it. I really thought that yeah. was a good thing. But the, but I, it's just, I, see, I see it as an addiction. Like, right, I, that's right. I, I can watch TV, be watching something on Netflix, but I'll also be on the phone. That's right. It's like, well, well, who am I now that I need two screens in my life? Like, just like both because I'm taking on so much. Like, it's ridiculous. Just, yeah. It's funny. Uh, some, some, somebody paid me this weird compliment the other day. Um, because I do the same thing, right? I'm watching something, whatever, and I'm on my phone. But uh, I speak a few languages, as you know, right? So I can do that. In, so I'm watching this really in, in <laughs> very funny show. Uh, uh, you would actually enjoy it. It's about the French agent agency. Oh, yes. Call my agent. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's hilarious. Is it really good? Yeah. I, I think it's, I mean, maybe it's a French, Bel- I mean, I'm Belgian, right? So maybe it's, it's a, it's a, it's a level of you, but it's like, I find it completely interesting and I find it absolutely hilariously and ridiculous. Um, and, <laughs> and, and also again, because of my friendship with some people like, right. So like I, there's these tentacles of people that I know, but, but, but in that sense, it's very, Who does it remind you of, does it remind you of people? That we oh know? yeah. Oh, <laughs> again, but after like I could, I have stories about a lot of these characters, right? People oh, really? But, um, but what I'm saying is that I can I, I can do the I can do the uh, the texting and watching in French. I can do it in Hebrew. I can do it in English. And somebody's like, 
that's really impressive. And I'm like, oh, that's not right. Because if it's, yeah. a, if it's in a language I don't speak, if it's Swedish, I have to read the subtitles. I can't, right? There was a great show uh, uh, in German, uh, which, which I can manage, but I really needed to look at the subtitles to really get, because it was also very metaphysical. Um, yeah. and, and I can't that's do amazing. that. But I wish I I don't speak any languages to my shame, and I just like I wish, I wish I'd kind of given that more time. It's not too late to, but I think no. it's just incredible. But but it's funny because I actually sometimes envy people like you because like how, how is it to have only one language in your head? Like how is it to not always stru- trip over? You, do you th- what? Which language do you think in? So it depends on the subject. Some things really? are in French. Some things are in Flemish. Something like it. They, it really depends on the subject. And, but I, I'm always tripping over words. I'm always inventing words. I'm yeah. always like translating back and forth in my head, right? How would it be to just have one language? Like, it's like, is it like somebody would turn off the radio at the back of the room and it would be like this sort of like, ooh, I like this? Um, yeah, which, I is, which, which is, I don't know either. Which is interesting. Everyone, like, you just make up words like ambush, like I do. I, so absolutely, like absolutely. I, is, no. that any, is, that, is that any of the languages that you know? Does ambush <laughs> come up in any? Uh, it could be like in the mouth in French, ambush. Yeah. There you go. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I do, I do make up a lot of words and things. And people who edit my written stuff are like, I, I, is that a real word? I'm not sure. <laughs> like, is that an Iggyism? <laughs> Yeah, you make your own language. That's good. All right. Um, so, uh, right, we talked about acting, but right, you also mm. make this incredible music, right? Yeah, Which, right, and and as right, I've told you this to your face. So I don't mind repeating it. That I would like, you know, screw this <laughs> acting thing. I mean, you're good, but screw it. Do the music, right? This is like, <laughs> this is like really sort of life altering uh, music. It's really, really quite beautiful. Um, Thanks, man. do you find like for you, is there a difference in how you approach sort of the creative process for, I mean, there's the technical process of course, right? So like, but do you find it, uh, I guess which itch it scratches that's not scratched by acting? Yeah. I guess it's kind of the question I'm trying to, to. Yeah. Well, the, the reason I write music like in between, acting was because it gave firstly it gave the the feeling of being creative one but also ownership over it complete ownership over expression to like performance is it's it's streamlined it's like with with acting you're very rarely performing your own words so or your own vision for it because a director you know on on stage it's it's a play as someone else words it's it's director's vision and and you you have expression within that but it's way more exposing because you're saying your own words and your own thoughts. But when someone connects to that, when someone connects to your piece of music, it's like it feels even more um, important um, or it makes me just makes me feel better than the kind of, like you know, we talked about earlier on being on stage because it is it's completely like something re- resonating that you've thought that's coming, that's resonating with someone else. So it it itches that scratch of wanting to be. I never really. I would devise plays and stuff, but I've never sat down to write a play or anything like that. But I sit and write music, so I've never had in acting that kind of complete ownership. 
that I get if I'm sitting in the studio and I'm coming up with ideas and the, and the, the feeling of like so recently I was in the studio just before um Christmas and um the feeling of having an idea instinctively to a piece of music and going, well, what if it was like this? And then hearing it and it working is like the most unbelievable feeling because it's so immediate, the expression to like, mm. you know, paintbrush to the canvas. It's like, Gah. like, it's insane. It makes me like giddy with, uh, I just, it just feels so great. And, and then it goes back to the thing, it's like, other people might think it's terrible but in that moment i feel really connected to something that isn't my the words um, yeah the words and I, that's how i write as well so i don't write um sort of on a i don't sit to write like a narrative or i don't think too much about the words initially i mumble over um music and then from the mumbles i try to look back at what the mumbles are doing to create coherence like from it so again it feels like i'm being sort of surprised by lyrics because if i think too much about the lyrics then they will just like it'll just kind of the song will die because i can't write in that kind of um i was listening to andy shelf um he he's on an end of the road playlist i've only just got in gotten into him just recently so i don't even know if that's how you say his name properly but he just does these amazing narratives he's like he's outside a bar he's smoking a cigarette he's doing these things he walks past his girlfriend and she he, he opens the door for her and stuff like that and he he i that's not how i write at all i write just kind of ideas that try to make them more coherent because it feels more exciting for me to do that Fascinating, right? I, I like how it's like this, this because it is an artistic process, this sort of this idea that takes shape rather than yeah. creating the shape and then painting into it. Yeah, like you, you'd have like a twiddle on the guitar or piano and then just playing that on loop. And it's the atmosphere of it. Well, what's the atmosphere doing? Like what's the, what's the feeling that, you, that I feel from um, the piano? what words are coming to mind. I've only got like with acting, I've got technique, right. I suppose that I've like trained as an actor. I've only got one technique with songwriting. If I'm getting a bit of a writer's block, which is to write um, adjectives on each side of the page right. and then try to link them together. And uh, that's the only thing I do. Yeah. I mean, except that you also have right, the actual music, right? So I can letting, yeah. And so like letting that dictate the other stuff, right? That's, that's, yeah. that's a very, that's the, the tougher technique, right? Learning how to play the piano, learning how to play the guitar, having an ear for it, right? So like, right. I, I you know, I, yeah, I, I mean, find that amazing because that is a talent, right? I don't have that. I don't have that ear, you know? Well, it's, well, I, yeah, I, I don't know why I don't, I don't have particularly musical, um, family. Right. Or um, my brother plays drums. We like my my brothers are musical, but my mum and dad weren't particularly musical. And um, then my mum plays piano a little bit. But we didn't grow up. We didn't grow up with loads of music. Right. Um, I just, yeah, just I know, and I wish I kind of learned more technically the instruments. Every time I learn a new song, like I've been learning lots of. I watched a Frank Sinatra documentary the other day, and I thought, you know, I'm going to try and learn some of the 
cool like there's inversions of chords right. that are really cool and jazzy because it's like and then you learn like six new chords and then I will write another couple of songs around those chords but I don't I never um went to school like for it I didn't right I learned off YouTube so I need like the next little bit of nugget to then write a song around that technique do you know what I mean I'm sort of like I'm no sort of like but for sure the next bit of technique to like bring some inspiration in but the the um, skill here is not the technique the skill here is the curiosity that's of your approach yeah with, right is the excitement yeah. of learning something new is creating something new right which is and I think that to to also to where we started like right that is part of the validation yeah. of knowing that you know something now that you didn't know before yeah yeah and you go oh, where did that come from okay and that's really fun. It's like, and you know, sometimes my friends go, are you all right? Like what's going on? Because the subjects normally are about <laughs> trying to express something. But yeah. If all your songs are about killing yourself, you're like, yeah, everything's great. Something, you know, <laughs> something yeah, but, it's like, but it's like, they are like, um, they are about, normally I'm most creative when I'm not feeling that good. Huh. And I need to write to feel better and to, to express get it yourself that way to express yourself and to get to to express it like from right. me. Do you know that yeah. sounds weird? No, no, I totally get um, it. But like, and uh, and so I do sometimes go. Oh man, when am I going to write a song about you know having a, a lovely time? I don't know. It's weird, right. but maybe that's just not the type of summertime in love... Brighton doesn't sound, you know, quite yeah. as, as appealing. Right? Yeah, I mean, like, right? we don't... the B-side is not the good title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, so <laughs> I don't know what I was going on about. Then what was I talking about? No, it's like right, the ennui is a lot more interesting as a song, right? It's so like talking about the things that sort of. Thing. But 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 here's the thing: to come back to slightly serious, right? So like that, I think that that's that's where we connect, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Somebody's perfect life on Instagram is boring, right? But but somebody saying like I'm vulnerable. Right. Here's what I'm going through. Right. Heartache, the human existence, loneliness. Right. Those are the things that we, those are the things that we really connect to. Right? We connect through our pain. We connect through our vulnerability, our humanity. Right. Mm-hmm. Being yeah. right. So like, uh, you know, a six foot model. So like being somewhere in Belize. Yeah, that's pretty for a minute. But then like now what? Yeah. Well, it's it's to be seen, isn't it? Right. It's the feeling of to be heard. Yeah. To be seen. To, to to know someone else really honestly is is where you feel most right. content i think right. and because yeah you you're you're let you're let loose of your own worry that maybe um anyone no one else is thinking this as well and like the biggest validation is going oh yeah okay no everyone's thinking this or can think this at times and and we don't really talk about it enough. Like, I don't think I really talk about that to many people. So I just do it through music. Right. It's funny. Um, one of the best pieces of advice that somebody's ever given to me. Uh, I was we were t- I was talking to a friend, my friend Phil. Um, if you're listening, yeah. Phil, Ireland. Hello. <laughs> uh, the We were talking about something and I was like, well, maybe it's just me. And he's like, Iggy, 
you have to think the other way around. Think that everybody's feeling what you're feeling. Not that you're yeah. the only one feeling what you're feeling. And that's yeah. really one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten. Because I think, right, so like if you're in a room and you think like, oh, I feel awkward, I don't feel thing. Everybody else also feels the same way. They're just yeah. pretending they don't. Yeah, yeah. And some people are really good at pretending that they don't. Uh, absolutely. But, and, and, right, yeah. and I'm sure like you, right, the, the loneliest I've ever felt was in rooms full of people. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So, uh, that's the lyric I wrote the other day. It was about feeling lonely in a crowd, but it's like, yeah, it is that, and it does set you free of of worrying. Why am I feeling this? What am I doing? If you can hold on to that, then great. But that's the that's the battle, isn't it? Because immediately, it's like, how do you maintain that when you feel completely at ease and like at like lined up i think of it as like lined up between like your body and your mind but how do you then maintain that that's why it's very difficult it's like where does it go when it goes away because it does go away so you just need to it's just a constant um re like i don't know refreshing yeah. of it or but that's the thing right into it. there's no the only way to maintain balance is through motion right yeah. life is like a bicycle if it doesn't go forward it falls this is good. I'm going to write this down. This is, uh, <laughs> you should do this for a living, Iggy. Like, you should talk to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is good. Well, this, is, this has been a lovely... Uh, Absolutely. To, uh, Absolutely. I feel like I've had some... Uh, yeah, got some things off my chest there. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel better for it. Good. So, so uh, as we sort of twilight into sort of the last few minutes, like, so so are you, you making new music? Are you recording, you know, uh, yeah. this... Right, is, is is the maker still a thing? Are you still sort of? So we are we are going to. So George, my brother, um, he we're, we're organizing when we can to go back in the studio to do some more stuff in more bandy way. But uh, there's new music coming out, more folk Americanery stuff. Um, will be out in like July, and then I'm just um, just writing. Um, I'm trying to build up writing for other people and just to write for different things, not just for kind of traditional, like I suppose it's not pop music, but more like, you know, I want to write for films and for TV shows and stuff like that and get into that world a bit more. So yeah, but new music coming out, like when we're, when we can gig again, right? because I don't want to release any until I can try and do it live. Right. Did you see the Flaming Lips uh, gig? recently i did they did it all in, in the zorb ball so it was amazing I did. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna be doing like intimate acoustic gigs and just people with zorb but i think zorb we, I, I think you should and i right I, and again i i you know i'd, I'd to it and but I, I do think that there's more yeah. room for um because like we said before i do think people not just crave more content right because um I was like, right, although you're part of this, I was like, you know, who knew we need another period of drama, right? Like Bridgerton, like sort of like, okay, we get it, but like, but like right? But um, but I, was like, but I guess my talent is in the same vein, which I, I you know, I, I guess that's a different question. Do you, yeah, like, do you understand the fascination we have with these period dramas? Like, why I mean, is it that we keep going back? Like, they, they, and they're very popular, right? And they're, and they're, they're great, but like, why is it? Do you yeah, have any insight into this? I don't know, man. I mean, we get asked that quite a lot. I mean, Bridgerton's very different and it's, and it's amazing for that because it's reinventing that thing and 
and it's incredible um I don't know it's just it's just history it's like do you everyone knows the queen kind of thing I don't know what it is man but I think also Downton was a bit of a it's kind of in between feeling very racy at times like gossipy right um like a kind of soap opera world of of sometimes story and then built against this you know structure social constraint and there is a fascination with that i think i think um in a in a from a drama point of view like you're always looking for what's the obstacle for the for, for the character for the actor like what creates drama is someone who wants something and they can't do it for a certain thing in downton the biggest obstacle is social standing and constraint on how you should behave um, because of tradition. And mm. so every scene is someone's universal instinct that everyone can relate to versus something very immovable, which is the British way of acting. And, <laughs> and I think that's interesting like someone well, clear, I mean clearly I mean you know yeah 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 <laughs> I think clearly a lot of people are interested in this yeah. no but I actually yeah. never thought it's about that and I and I yeah. and I and I like that because I think it also dovetails with what we were just saying this of right sort of that um and it, in that sense I think it's a, in that sense I think in that sense I think it's the same for Bridgerton it's this sort of my appearance my standing who I think I am versus who I really am or what I should say versus what I want to say, yeah. right? Uh, right. On one hand, you've got the the grotesque, and on the other hand, you have the the demure, right? And so, like all everything in between, right? Um, yeah, which is they're just more obvious. They're more on the surface, or they're talked about more. Right. So it, it's it's ex- right. It's exaggerated in that sense, and maybe that's part of the fascination. So that's cool. Yeah. But, but maybe. yeah. But but in that okay, maybe. so 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 yes, you should definitely do a, a small mini concert. I definitely think you should do that. You could do that as a fundraiser for Chuba Center. I'm I'm okay with that too. Um, <laughs> and um, and if so, if people want to find your music on right Spotify, whatever, right? So like they should look for. Uh, well, Michael Fox, right? Um, my first EP before the Cold Heart is on Spotify, and then there's a couple of Makers tracks on there. So Makers Rivers Eye, River Eye, which is one of my absolute favorite songs ever. <laughs> which like it was so funny because we we it was just yeah we just haven't managed to have time to follow that up and um like guys one of the, our bassists lives in san francisco now so unlikely that he'll be able to do stuff but it was really cool really proud of that yeah maybe if we should it, attach it, it to the episode i don't know if you, if you, you can send me a thing or whatever yeah definitely yeah, yeah. Here Unless you want to sing, out. if you want to sing, that's also good. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about uh, nothing prepared and then just uh, pulling out a guitar. But uh, maybe maybe that'd be a good thing if you play play River Eyes after this. Yeah, to see what people think. I, I'm sure they love it. <laughs> I'm sure that parting words, parting thoughts. Oh, it's been really nice to talk to you, man. You too. I think you uh, too. it's been nice to. I feel like the uh, the headline of this chat is connection. And it was nice absolutely. to connect with you again. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I love the insight into your own world, into your own uh, process. That's, I think that's very valuable. We have um, at the center, we have a group devoted called Artists in Recovery. Right. Which is devoted for people um, 
who are artists and a need a different way to express themselves, not just through words and writing, but also so they can produce uh, art around this. Um, and, and also, like we said, and um, uh, although we didn't talk about it much, but sort of this um, uh, myth, right? This, so I can only create if I'm drunk. I can only create if I'm yeah. quite high, which is, which is, which is not true. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, right? Yeah, I definitely, I think it's, it's it's a way of letting it's like letting yourself off the hook by going well if i'm doing this then i don't need to fully like connect that's right and actually you shouldn't one shouldn't let themselves off the hook because the thing that you endeavor towards which is creating something truthful you don't need that other thing, I think. Um, or it's not its not the thing that, that really helped you. That's right. Um, it's a crutch. Yeah. Yeah, it's a crutch, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's really fascinating, man. It's been so nice to talk to you. And you too. You too. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, we'll be back next, uh, next Friday. Uh, thank you for listening to Tales and Torah.
It's all coming back. It's all coming.